Welcome to Whole Human. This is a podcast where ordinary people share their life story, opening up a hidden world of struggle, courage, and grace. Everyone is more than what they seem. So today, I want to throw out kind of a core concept for all of my psychology work. And it's been just revolutionary for a lot of the clients I work with. It's been revolutionary for me. And it's the idea that when we feel threatened, it means that we value something. It means that we really care about something. And the idea is all of our threat responses are protective. So there's a threat out there. There's something in me that feels weak or vulnerable or... Uh, insecure, unsafe. And then we have a threat response that goes in between the threat and what feels unsafe, what, what feels vulnerable. And so the threat response is always an attempt to protect something that's vulnerable, something that we value, something that matters to us and feels vulnerable in that moment. And it's kind of weird sometimes to think of anger being a protective response because uh, like how aggressive and violent it can seem but all of our nature examples show that <laughs> like you have a a mama bear they're the scariest when they're protecting their cub and so it's like the mama bear values her cub and so she she gets really angry about you being in her space and if you think about it, even like two protect her own life, maybe if she's the only one around, she uses fear and runs away. Fear is a protective response. I might be in danger, and so I'm going to run away. Anger is this bear's protective response for her cub. My cub isn't going to be safe if I run away, and so I will instead attack. But all of our protective responses, there's three main categories. Uh, You think of them as fight, flight, freeze. You can also think of the emotion attached to them as like anger, fear, and fear connects in with like anxiety and worry, and then shut down, like emotional cognitive shutdown is also a protective response. So you can't hurt me if I don't feel anything is, is sort of the idea. If I don't show up at all, like I'm hiding the, the parts of me that are actually vulnerable, that are actually scared, then you can't reach them. You can't, you can say whatever you want. You can do whatever you want. But that part of me that's really shut down is in a sense like locked away, locked away in a safe somewhere, trying to be protected. But back to the fundamental idea of our threat response is protective. And so that means every time we feel threatened, it means we're trying to protect something. And that also means there's something worth protecting. If you um, think of humans more from like an evolutionary perspective, what our human system wants to do is preserve energy. (laughs) Like energy is kind of the the commodity. We eat food to get energy, and then we want to preserve our energy for what's meaningful. Our threat response is just like a crazy, massive use of energy. We're running around like crazy, or we're anxious, or we're hypervigilant, or we're yelling, or And so all of this use of energy, some part of us says that's worth it. 
there's something that's worth fighting for here. There's something that's worth protecting and investing a lot into protecting it. Our threat response is threat oriented. The goal is to survive threats, survive now, live later. And we survive threats by monitoring our situation for threats. So if we have like somebody coming at us with a knife, right? We don't protect our life by just thinking about how important and valuable our life is. Yes, I really love my life. My life is super important. I really want to protect it. It's so valuable. And thinking about all the ways that we're meaningful and like all the purpose and mission we could live. No, we protect our life by zeroing in on the person that's coming at us with a knife. We're not thinking about anything else. If we're, if we're trying to protect our family in that situation, we're not thinking about the good qualities of our family. We're pushing them off to the side. Everything becomes centered around the person with the knife. And I know that's a, a more extreme example, but that can be the same thing with just like financial situation, right? I might lose my housing or I might not be able to, um, like I might lose my job. All of these things where it's like this big thing is coming at me. That's threatening me. It's threatening the people I love. It's threatening the lifestyle I love. It's threatening things that really matter to me. The way that our threat system is built is we protect ourselves by hyper-focusing on threats, not on good things. We actually filter out the good things because they don't matter for survival. How nice my friends are doesn't matter for my survival in this moment, how the funny joke they told yesterday doesn't matter. What matters is I got to survive this immediate encroaching danger. And so first, first point, feeling threatened means we value something. Like I really value my friends. And so in this situation, I want to protect them. But feeling threatened also means we stop thinking about what we value. And instead, we think about the threat. I, I use this analogy of, it's kind of a silly one because it doesn't actually make that much sense, but you like care so much about a garden that you build a wall around the garden and set guards around the garden and you like, you're hyper-focused on bunnies, ninja bunnies coming to attack your garden or whatever it is. And so you're, you're constantly looking out the wall. And in the meantime, you've completely forgot to water your garden. That you focus so much on threats that you've actually left behind the thing that you valued in the first place. Another way of, of thinking about it, another strange analogy is if you're a bodyguard at a party, like it doesn't really matter how fun the party is. If you're a bodyguard, your whole job is to look for threats. And the more fun the party is, that might actually make your job harder. <laughs> So you're there to protect the one that you care about, the one that you are assigned to protect. But in protecting that person, you have no fun at the party. You simply stand there and observe and look for all the threats that could be happening. And so our threat system, it's built to protect what matters, but it doesn't pay any attention to what matters. It doesn't really invest in what matters. It invests all of its time and energy to focus on what is scary, 
and dangerous and problematic and dark and frustrating in the world. I, I work with couples sometimes, and I've had this, this realization that in couples work, usually the, the other person, the other spouse is both the goal and the threat at the same time because I'm super invested in this relationship. I really care about you. I really care about our relationship working. But then when you say that thing about the toothpaste, that seems like it's against the relationship. You're like threatening my sense of respect. You're, you're making me think maybe this relationship isn't as stable as I thought. And then I freak out because you've, you've hit a really sore point, a really vulnerable place in me, something that I really care about. And then my threat response shows up and says, you're the problem. You did this. I will fight you because you're the thing that's threatening the relationship. You're the thing that's threatening me. You're the thing that's making it so I can't connect with you. <laughs> so I'm upset in the first place because I'm so invested in this relationship, because I'm so invested in you. But then when my threat response actually comes online, it's simply looking for what the problem is and either to run away from it or destroy it. And so you can get into all sorts of sticky places in relationships because of that, where it's like, I'm actually super invested. But when you say that critical comment, that really, really freaks me out because I'm so invested in your opinion. I'm so invested in our relationship working out. I'm so invested in what you think of me. You matter so much. Your opinion matters so much to me. That's such a vulnerable place for me that you saying that critical thing makes me freak out. And then when I'm in a threatened place, I see only the threatening things. And I want to attack them or run away from them or shut down in front of them. And so often I'll have people that say like, I don't know why I reacted so strongly. I don't know why this matters to me. I don't know why this is bothering me so much. It doesn't seem like a big deal. I think it was just one stupid comment. Why should I care so much? It was just one relationship. We hadn't even been dating that long. Why is this hurting so much? And so we tried to dismiss ourselves. We tried to dismiss our reactions because we're just trying to calculate in our brain, does this reaction seem like a sufficient response to these inputs? And that's, that's not how we work. <laughs> We're entirely values oriented as human beings. We're ent we entirely operate based on what matters, what we value. And so when we have huge reactions, it's usually because, oh, in that situation, I felt deeply disrespected. Or a relationship that mattered so much, it felt like that was troubled and insecure and disconnected, and I didn't know how to reconnect it. Or I had invested so much of my identity and self-worth in that person, and now that identity seems crumpled. Or I just like such, I really want to be a good father. I want to be loving. And my own anger feels like it goes against that. Like it shows me my own flaws for this little kid that I love so much. And then I get re-angry at myself or scared of myself. And so our threat responses 
are really, really, really important. They're a good map to show us our hearts. We often don't like them. We often try to avoid them. We don't want other people to see them most of the time because that's where we feel out of control. We feel weak. We feel crazy. But those feelings, when you're angry, when you're anxious, when you're scared, when you're shut down, are a really good map for finding your heart. They're a really good map to show you what really matters to you. Even as simple as like, I need to do a progressive muscle relaxation in front of other people. And that makes me anxious. That shows me that I really want to be respected by other people. I really want to be loved by other people. I really want to belong. And what if I make a fool of myself and all of a sudden I don't belong anymore? I'm not loved anymore. I'm not accepted. I'm not seen as worthy. So our anxiety speaks a lot about what's going on in our heart. Over the time with my work as a therapist, come to really, really respect threat responses. There's something really respectable in people's anxiety, in people's worry, in people's anger, and even in them being shut down. There's something to be honored there. Because that's the part of you that's so desperately fighting to keep that thing inside that's vulnerable, that you value so much that you couldn't imagine losing or letting get hurt again. That's the part of you that's trying to keep it safe. And you all know how hard that part of you fights to keep you safe, to keep what you value safe. How much of your time and energy goes into anxiety, goes into worry, goes into anger, goes into being shut down. That's time and energy that you're investing into protecting what you value. And what we value stems always from love. <laughs> like we, we see a part of us that actually is worth it. Like our own dignity. Like anger, for example, is connected to our sense of dignity and our sense of justice. And so when we're angry, it's because something has happened that we perceive to undermine our sense of dignity or be an injustice in the world. And so we want to fight it. So it can be an injustice that happens across the globe or it can be an injustice that happened in the past and we still get angry about it because we're like, that shouldn't happen. There needs to be justice in the world. Or it can be somebody that treats us poorly at work or in our families and we get angry about it because we're like, we're actually worth more than that. We ought to be treated with dignity. We ought to be treated with love. There's part of us that still knows that. And then we get angry. And so we have these threat responses that are ultimately connected to love. Like I'm worth being loved. My friends are worth being loved. My kids are worth being loved. I want to give them what's good. And I want to receive what's good. And so we have all of these reactions that come up that we really try to dismiss, 
that we want to just go away. I've had so many people start working with me that are just like, I want to control my anger more. I don't want it to be a problem. But if we start there, you're just in a fight with yourself. You've just already labeled, my anger is bad. It's causing too many problems. I need to shut it down. I need to figure out how to squash it. Or I need to get my anxiety under control. Like, okay. We, we see these responses and we see the ways that they kind of go crazy in our lives and the trouble they cause. But it's almost as if we haven't really seen the heart of them. And so we just hate them. We want to destroy them. We want to get rid of them. But what I want to propose is that you learn to love that part of you. You learn to honor that part of you. It's not like you're letting it run the show. You're not trying to just let it take over and be like, yep, I'm going to be angry all the time. And I love that. But you're saying, wow, anger, you are really fighting for something here. You're really fighting to protect me in some way, to protect my family in some way. Or anxiety, you're really, really working. You're trying to keep watch and make sure that these parts of me that are really vulnerable don't get hurt again. And so what I want to invite you into is a real attempt to see the dignity within your threat responses. To see how much they're trying to fight for you, even though they don't really know how to fight very well. And to be able to love them there. Again, not letting them take over. You love them there like you love a toddler in the middle of a tantrum. Where it's just like, okay, you're really struggling. You're really fighting for this cookie or whatever it is. Like this really matters to you. Okay, I see you. I'm here with you. You're still good. And I still love you. So for the rest of this content call, I want to actually lead us into an exercise. So I want you to call to mind maybe your bigger threat responses that you struggle with. So if it's anxiety, think about anxiety. If it's fear, think about fear. If it's anger, think about anger. Focus on one. And what I want you to do this next part is try to find where that feeling shows up in your body. All of our emotions are connected to our bodies in some way. They become bodily. So really try to think where that feeling shows up in your body. It might be your heart or your chest, or your throat, your hands, your stomach. So try to locate it. And if it shows up in a, several different places, try to think about the, the place where it's strongest. And then pay some attention to what it feels like. Does it feel really chaotic? Does it feel heavy? Does it feel dark, light? Is there a bunch of energy there? Or does it feel kind of dull? And I want you to imagine going to visit that place in your body, that place where you're feeling that feeling the strongest. And when you're just going there as a visitor, to be with that part of you that's really struggling, that's really fighting. You're not going there to change it. You're not going there to do anything about it. Make it go away. Try to convince it to be different. You're just going to spend time with it, like you'd spend time with a friend or a sibling or a child. That's all you're doing. You're showing that feeling that it's not alone. You're being there with it. While you're there, keep taking big, deep breaths. Big, deep breaths. 
Just try to stay there, be there. And as much as you can, I want you to try to see that feeling with the eyes of love. Maybe they're maybe it's chaotically busy. You see them running around. Just see that feeling and love it. Whatever pain or discomfort or fear or anger that it holds, that you know that, you see it. You also see more. You're willing to stay there and love. I want you to take three more really big deep breaths here. And at the end of that, you can say goodbye. So often we get stuck in this lie, in this trap, where me becoming better involves more self-control, where I have, I fix myself, I control myself better, I take all the bad parts of me and just control them, I contain them, I get, or I cast them out, or I cut them off. But often the road is much more around love. It's the road that, that Jesus gives us, is love. And to be able to see ourselves and love ourselves as Jesus sees us and loves us. And we can still separate that out from sin. Like he, he looks at the, the condemned woman and says, go and sin no more. But he looks at her and loves her. He looks at us and loves us and actually like wants to be our friend. He wants us to be around him. He wants to be around us. This is the journey I want to carry us on, is really looking at, okay, we have all of these big reactions, but we can love them. And in loving them, we can cooperate with them. Just to these reactions being seen and loved, they feel less chaotic. They don't feel as much pressure there. And it's amazing how much we change just when we are able to see ourselves differently. Like you can work on techniques for a million years about emotion management and probably get pretty good at it. But something can fundamentally shift in 20 minutes when you are able to see yourself with love. That actually we, bring, we go into a deeper place. Being with the difficult mo emotions is important. Okay. So I again know there's a lot here. If you have questions, reach out via email. I love to talk about this stuff. So if more is coming up now or more is coming up throughout the week, reach out. But for now, I'm going to end us in prayer. Father, Son, Holy Spirit, amen. Lord, thank you so much for this time. Please help us to see ourselves the way you see us, to see our weakness and our franticness, our threat responses, our fear and our anger, the way you see it. Help us to see the deeper values that we want to live and that we want to protect and help us to love ourselves. Knowing that we are fragile and broken, help us to love ourselves. And through knowing and loving ourselves more, help us to see others and love them more those that are struggling around us, that are unpleasant, that we don't know what to do with. Help us to see them and love them too. We know that you are good. Help us to know that we are good. Amen. Thank you for taking the risk to try new things today. 
Um, I, I know that that going to visit ourselves can be hard, but it's beautiful. So thank you for being on this journey. And I look forward to all the steps we get to take going forward. Thank you for listening to this episode of Whole Human. If you would like to share your story, don't hesitate to reach out via email to wholehumanchallenge at gmail.com or on Instagram at wholehumanchallenge. Have an amazing day.